can we just say, okay, we are good. We're recording. Um, I'm really liking how this podcast is listening. Nice. It's starting, by the I way. I haven't even heard any of it. I've heard the little snippets you sent me. It's hilarious. That's all I have. That's I haven't edited hilarious. anything. I haven't sat down to do it. Yeah, we're very, very talented. Okay. <clears throat> Let's take it from the top. Yes! In the world of floristry, there are so many wholesome, educational, wonderful podcasts. This is absolutely not that podcast. It's not that podcast. No. It's not that podcast. We are not those people. Not. And welcome to the Flowers After Hours podcast. Who do we have with us today? Oh. It's your delectable host. I'm Matthew Landers and the very, very scouse lady herself. Joseph Massey. Oh, thank you. Every time you speak in scouts, like a fairy gets her wings. Who, what am I, if not everybody's fairy godmother? You are. You are. <laughs> How are you today? I pet? am good, sis. It is like we have now passed the autumnal equinox. We oh. are... The heat is kind of going. We're now looking at mm. 30 degrees and below for the next Ooh. few weeks, which is just... Exactly what I needed. How are you over there, love? Spring is on its way. I spent the weekend in the garden, which was quite nice, actually. Wow, Um, you left the house. I did, just becoming one with Mother Earth. First time I've left the house in a while, though. Love, Enya has been seen more times out of her house this year. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a fact It's, it's a fact It's a fact The world's it's biggest recluse And she has left the house more than you, doll. I'm so excited for what we're talking about today, girl Oh my gosh Okay, so today What are we talking about? What's our topic? We Well, it's really a topic for everyone to really, really get to know us So Are we like, having clonics live? There's a possibility <laughs> Like, I'm not sure But yeah, it's um, It could go there <laughs> <laughs> Well, we You're not a sister unless you've had colonics together, girl. I mean, if your fingertips aren't touching whilst having a colonic together, you're not, you don't have a star next to your name in my phone book. And you're not paid enough. You're definitely not not paid paid enough. enough. You're not paid enough. I'm happy to tell that story. I can't wait to to tell that story, sis. I'm here for it. This is what what we want people to tune in about because all they see is the glossy glamour that um, we kind of appear that we are. And it's like, no, we want these bitches to know and understand that we are actually hilarious. We are. I mean, honest to God, if this podcast goes out and it has four listeners... Well, that's our parents. That will be our parents, yes, for sure. (laughs) That will be such a hate crime. I really don't have the time for it. And, I mean, to be honest, if in 18 months we're not hosting some American late-night comedy show, things have gone very wrong. Love, if I'm not going to the Academy Awards with J-Lo, I'm not interested. Uh, I just would die. Imagine if we did get invited to like some actual award show. I would want us twinning. I would want us twinning in gowns. Oh, 100%. 100%. It would be absolutely Mm. a Billy Porter moment. 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. (laughs) If you're not in some 20 meter Alexander McQueen embroidered number and I'm not in some ill fitting, non breathable fabric that costs a fortune, then we're not even (laughs) dressed. (laughs) (laughs) I am just waiting for that career. A moment where I can do, you know, where like the stars they shuffle along like the red carpet, and yeah. you look so coquettish, and then you look over your shoulder, yeah, back at the paparazzi. Yeah, that's the one. That's, love. I mean, that's that's what I'm living for. Like, the best part like about a whole experience like that, I think, would be at the end of the night when you can finally let your gut out. You know, it's like you see everyone <laughs> on those red carpets, and it's just like, God, they must be dying. You know, like d- trussed up into these amazing frocks. Unable to breathe, simply a corpse with a pulse walking the well, red carpet. I mean, that's what I would like to say. That is kind of like my look most days, a corpse with a pulse. <laughs> that's the vibe that I go for. Something you just said really made me laugh um, in my head because this weekend I was setting up the kind of like the structure for the podcast of like kind of like what charts we're going to be in and all like that kind of stuff. And um, there was a little box being like, does your podcast feature explicit content? And I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, I was like, she does. Yeah, yeah she does. It's not <laughs> I, G-rated, sorry. I was like, can I take that box twice? Because yeah. we're going to need to. We're gonna we need will. To. Well, for our listeners today, welcome to Flowers After Hours, the place where you are told the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth by the two flower Kardashians of this industry. Really? Today, we have a selection of questions, which we're going to be diving into, just asking each other bits and pieces and it's a really great way for you guys to get to know us so shall i begin with the first question All right, are you girl. ready for this okay question one who do you look up to the most 
God. Um, I think I could answer this for you. Why? You know, it's going to be my mother. Oh, that's not the answer. I, I thought oh. it was me. Oh, <laughs> Girl, I'm a foot taller than you. I look down to you. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Oh, now, your mother? I oh, don't gosh, know yeah. who I would look up to the most. I think, gosh, that's such an... It's such a loaded question because I think when mm. you look up to people, do you aspire to be them or are you just inspired by what they've done or created or the legacy that they've created? Because- I think it's the latter. I think it's the latter. I, I, that's the way I would take this question. It's in like, who do you, who do you tend to for advice? Who's someone you really admire? That's kind of how I, how I would, I would go with this one, I think. To be honest, it absolutely would be my mother. And the reason mm. is, is, and I've said this in other episodes, is that she was the me of 30 years ago when social mm. media didn't exist. And she was, if she was me today, she would probably actually be more celebrated than me. So, And I think that because she's so humble, Linda is just such a great person to give you such an unbiased view. So when mm. I'm when I need advice or I need um you know guidance, she doesn't look at me as her son. She looks at me completely it's completely objective and I think that's why I really look up to her is because she can really see that difference of what someone needs. Does that make sense? 10,000%. I have a couple of people in my business who are like that who I know that even though we're good friends or we've worked together for like you know a million years I have that relationship with them where if I come to them with a problem or an issue or whatever the situation might be I know that they're not just going to be like oh but you're amazing oh you're so talented like they're going to be like, mm, no, we could have done better there. Or, mm-hmm. mm, no, That's this is... That's what you want. Yeah, you you need some objectivity. Because yes. you surround yourself with people who just think you're amazing. Like, you're not going to end up in an amazing place. I think. No, so, I agree. I yeah. agree. Who's yours then, girl? Okay. My mum would definitely be up there as someone I look up to. Simply because she was 25 years old when she had me. And un- before she was 30, she had three kids under the age of five. Now, whether that's, you know, a heroic status... I can't be too sure. I would have said in Liverpool, love, she left it late. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to comment on that because it's true. I think she's like one of my personal heroes because I think that like everything that she went through and how she like raised us all in the circumstances she did, I think really uh, does make her heroic. And the other person I would say is Oprah because um, I think you just can't not look up to her. If you were to say to me, Joe, you could meet one person on this planet, who would it be? It would be Oprah for me. Really? Yeah, who would it be for you? What? Oh, God. Um, does, does it have to be alive? No, 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 no. Living or dead, living or dead. Mine would be Carl Lagerfeld. Off, really? Yeah, because I look at someone like that who literally worked until they were dead, but literally... <laughs> no, like, and we're all going to be that girl. <laughs> But <laughs> we talk about pulse with a pulse, love. Pulse with a pulse. The thing is, he broke new ground over decades and mm. never ever went stale. Do you know what I mean? And I look at that mm. and I'm just like, how were you 80 years old, still a creative director of Chanel? And you were still doing incredible new shit. Where did that come from? How do you find mm. that energy in yourself? I mean, I you have to take your hats off to someone like him because, you know, he was the creative director of Chanel and of Fendi. And then he had mm. his own line, yeah. Karl Lagerfeld. And I mean, I find it difficult enough sometimes getting out of bed looking at my to-do list. So, no, I would agree. But I think Oprah for me over Karl Lagerfeld. I, what I really, really like about Oprah is she came from you know, incredibly difficult circumstances in a time that was incredibly difficult. Mm. And like, she just has success over everything she does. And I like the way she, you know, can touch so many different things. So she would definitely be one of mine. Okay. Do you want to take the next question? All right. What, what would be for you a career highlight that you're most proud of? This podcast. Aside from the podcast, love, we know. Aside from the podcast, a, we know this. And don't you dare fucking say five Chelsea gold medals that hang on oh. my wall. <laughs> um, what would be my career highlight? Okay, I'll give you two then. One for sure, and I do have to say this would be my first Chelsea gold medal because I genuinely can't like I can't say this enough, but I genuinely 
was just honoured to be there. Like the fact you that know, I was there. I think there, that you should go off on a little tangent here, and I think you should actually explain the true story of what you winning that first gold medal looked like. Like, how did you get to London? Where did you stay? How old were you? And how much money did you have to your name? Oh my God. Okay. So I'll take those questions in reverse. How much money did I have to my name? Like none. Zip. Like literally none. Yeah, she had a Metro card and a McDonald's hamburger in her purse. That's all she had. And that's all she had to last a week. And it was, I had no money. Like I How was 20, I think, I think I was 20. Yeah. I was 20 when I qualified mm-hmm. and I was 21 by the time the show came around. Cause I think I qualified in like the October or the November or something. And then the, obviously the Chelsea was in the following May. So I was 20 when I qualified. I was 21 when the show came around. I was at that point working, um, part time in a flower shop in Liverpool because I was also doing my training for world skills at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I was earning nothing, like literally like next to nothing. And um, I went down because I'd never really, I'd been to London a couple of times before, but I didn't really know kind of how I could get flowers and where I could get flowers from. And like, I didn't really have the money to like put everything together in that way. So I decided to take all of my flowers down with me. That resulted in uh, two big blue Ikea bags full of flowers, which I took down on the train, not first class, you know what I mean? Took those down. I was staying with a friend of a friend in Peckham, who I had never met before. And I turned up at this person's door. I was met by their housemate who was like, oh my gosh, like I have to go to work. So here's your key. Like, have a great day. I was in a random house in Peckham with two Ikea bags of flowers. I had never been to Chelsea before. I had no money to my name. And honestly, it was like, When I think back on that particular time, it was a total disaster. I couldn't have been more unprepared. Like, I had no money. I had no understanding of kind of what I was getting into. I turned up in South London on this doorstep. I was left in a house by myself all day. The the friend of a friend came back that evening, and I met him for the first time. And I was like, hi, thanks for letting me use your kitchen, where I made, like, the piece in. Like, it was literally the whole project was held together by glue. You know what I mean? Like, it was the total opposite way of how you should do something like that. But it it was fun. And I'll never forget that morning when the results came out. I was at the show and kind of was, like, waiting there and all the rest of it. And they take their time releasing the results. So, like, you would go in in the morning and, like, you'd, you know, run to your stand and there isn't a card or a medal there. You'd be like, oh. So you'd go off and, like, do a lap of the show and come back, like, I don't know, half an hour later. And there still isn't a card there. And, oh, my God, it just felt like it was dragging. On and was on this and press day or was the show open? No, I was in second Second session. round. Yeah, yeah, okay. Second round. So this was like mm-hmm. the Thursday morning yep, of that yep, week. Yep. So I was walking round and round and then I got a call off a friend of mine. I'd gone off to get like, I could say I'd gone off to get a coffee, but it was a bacon sandwich and a Pepsi Max. Red sauce and, and brown sauce. <clears throat> it's got to be both. And they called me and they were like, get back to the stand now. And then put the phone down and I was like, oh my gosh. So obviously walked back to the stand and was just like, Wow. Like, this is amazing. I thought I was going to have a stroke. Like, I was shaking. Like, properly, like... (gasps) It was amazing. Yeah. And it's stories like that when you hear that, that it's like, when you think about young people and competitors that are desperate to do well in this world, and you hear that story, it's like, this is the reality, love. This is the reality of someone who was had a dream who was poor who just made it happen, sis. You know, like, this is... That's inspirational. And what was the other highlight, girl? The other highlight, I think, was um, actually that that same year. So all of my highlights happened like twelve years ago, and um, <laughs> and it was probably when I did the World Skills Final. I think, yeah, I got third there, th- uh, bronze medal. And when I did that, it wasn't gold. It was, you know, I'd given up two years of my life to work towards that competition, but it didn't matter because I still felt that I had given my absolute all to it. So that was definitely a highlight for me. You're such a woman. Such an elegant woman with dreams. How about you? What was your career highlight? Oh, or highlights. I think my career highlights um, would be for me. Well, I was only 17 the first time I won Australian Florist of the Year. Uh, so for me, that was very, very much a similar story. You know, you do the regional competitions and then you go to the, you know, the national competition. And I had actually come runner up 
the year before. So I was only 16 the first time I came runner-up. Did you feel like the Britney Spears of the Australian floristry world? I was the Nickelback of the Australian floristry world. (laughs) I was so the Nickelback. And then when I won, I still remember, and you know this moment, when you're standing there and they announce your name and you hear it and you're like, oh, shit, they said my name. You know, like, and it's mm-hmm. it's that surreal slow motion moment of like, oh, I won. That was that would definitely be a career highlight for me. And I think if there was another one, it would probably be now. You know, my career highlight would be you know being thirty four years old and having a successful business. I think that would be mm-hmm. a career highlight for me because it's something you always wish for. You know, and you mm-hmm. you hope and you work your guts out to get it, mm-hmm. and nothing's handed to you. No, I think that's a really, really good point is like the the lives we live now or the life that I live now, like, you know, pre-coronavirus and hopefully post-coronavirus um, is, <laughs> is the life that I always wanted. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? I, I mean, you're agree. in business, traveling, teaching, you know, doing cool things. And it's yeah, funny because blessed. sometimes when you get a bit down, because we all go through bouts of, you know, like you go up, you go down. And I think sometimes when I get down, I have to just say to myself, but you asked for this. You wanted this. This is what you mm-hmm. asked for. This is what you worked for. And this is what you wanted. And I think that kind of brings you back down to earth. Yeah, no, I think that's really, really true. It's always good to keep grounded and to be like, this is what we're working towards. This is the future that we want. Mm. All right. I'll pick something that is less career because they were quite career questions. Okay, go. What would you name an autobiography of your life? <laughs> Uh, um, shit, I don't know. I think it would have to be something like, I would have to call it The People's Florist. Uh, I would have to call it The People's Florist. I actually now own the copyright to that, thank God. You don't. I do, I do. I own the the copyright to that in the United States, Australia, and New Zealand. Um, Gosh. Yeah, because I am the people's florist because it just makes me laugh. Sis. It started as a joke. You know, it started as a joke, mm. as you know, because you were there for it. And it's one of those things that, you know, but when I think about it, it's no different to you talking about Swan and through Peckham with two IKEA bags full of, you know, bloody Phalaenopsis and Vanders, Swan and through Peckham with $2 to your name. And I'm the same love when I started I was poor you know like poor and it's just it's like I think about it often because I'm like I see people that come from lives of great privilege and they have wonderful things handed to them so to speak and you think no, bitch, I worked for this. Like, I, I've i done the all-nighters. I've done all the hard work. Like, anything I've got right now, I've fucking earned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. The People's Florist to me was um, just a beautiful moment when, for those who haven't heard Matthew's hashtag The People's Florist before, when he referred to himself as the Princess Diana of the floristry world and to myself as Fergie. Uh, the Duchess. It was because you were ginger. It's because you were ginger. Someone had to be Fergie. There's always a Fergie mm. girl. Well, I'll carry your train as and when. You know that. We're here. Um... <laughs> what would yours be called? What would yours be called? Lifting the cloche on Joseph Messi? Um, I'd probably call it Joey from the Block. Because like you, I have... <laughs> Because, like you, we have puzzled. (laughs) There we are. I mean, that should be... Right, well, that's going to be the the alternate name for this podcast. (laughs) Vanders in Peckham. And I love the way you said before, you were like, oh, you're swanning through Peckham. Peckham, like, 15 years ago, was not not a place you swanned. No, No, it's a place you ran through to avoid a knife. Like, it was a little rough. Um, But yeah, Vanders in Peckham. You know what I mean? That was the reality of my life. Impeckhamable taste. Girl, we could go so far with this. I have to ask, if you had a warning label, what would it say? Gassy at best. (laughs) Do you want me to crack your back, sis? (laughs) (laughs) What would my warning label be? I'd probably be like, approach with caution. It's so funny, because that literally just went through my head. (laughs) 
Enter at own risk. <laughs> Enter at own risk, that pushes. Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know, something along those kind of lines. I don't think I would need much of a caution label. I would be, and mine would probably be like care instructions. I would probably be like, keep well watered with Pepsi Max. <laughs> keep carbohydrates close at all times. All times. Do not put in direct sunlight. Oh, absolutely Do not. Put not. In- <laughs> It's basically the care instructions for an Oncidium orchid or a Cattleya. It's a Cattleya. <laughs> Flowers <Eat heavily>. very <laughs> rarely. <laughs> that is definitely me. It yeah. would be like, um, keep heavily watered with Pepsi Max. Make sure it's very well fed. Yeah. Do not put in direct sunlight. Do not expect a lot from it. Well but when she does soil. turn out yeah. well-drained soil, but when she when, likes a pristine environment, yeah. won't turn out regularly won't turn out you know on a consistent basis but not when she does not a fan of frost but she's worth every penny <laughs> she's worth it love spend your 50 quid on your catalia that's your warning label love. i love that that's it's your instructions not a warning label mine would just fuck off <laughs> do you know what i mean like a danger sign I'm picturing you in like some huge IKEA warehouse and some little girl being like, "Mommy, what's this?" And like, "What's this care label?" In different languages, love. Like, do not (laughs) misunderstand it. Now, I think I think my warning label would just be like, um, (laughs) "May cause offence to some viewers." Some, (laughs) (laughs) most, most viewers. I've just always been that girl, as you know, love. I have had my foot in my mouth so many times because I just say what I think. Mm. I think that is an admirable trait for sure, and I—it's something I admire about you. Actually, it is. I'll just give you—I'll just give it to you, girl. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, give it to you straight. This is what I think. Mm-hmm. This is what the situation is. And it, it, I mean, it's definitely a quicker way to live. You know, you don't have to tiptoe around people and all the. Rest I don't of do it, it, love. I don't do eggshells. I don't do tiptoeing. If you ask me a question, I will give you an honest answer. Don't ask the question if you don't want the answer. I think that could be the name of your debut album, Matthew Landers. She doesn't do eggshells. <laughs> But she loves a poached egg. But she loves oh, a poached she egg. Loves she, a poached she loves egg. an eggs Benedict. All right. <laughs> okay. What is your funniest memory of us together? It's so easy. I'm cracking your back. <laughs> I have to tell this story. I have to tell this story. Okay. So, Joe and I are in Adelaide, South Australia, and Mm. we're doing, we're preparing, I'm unpacking 4,000 boxes of roses on my hands and knees, cutting them, putting them into water. Who was there? For some reason. Krisha was there. there, For some reason, there were like no work tables. Where There was no work tables. There there was not a trestle in Adelaide. There was nothing to be seen. (laughs) (laughs) Joe is sitting at this tiny little half trestle with like a, 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 kind of a pile of junk food, Mars pods and all sorts of things in front of him. It was a beautiful sight. It was. But I just remember you being like, oh, sis, my back is killing me. And I was yeah, like... because the table was yep. low. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a... The, whatever, the tables hadn't arrived or the she guy was in who a was bad position. The... Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And we were both grossly overtired. Was this... Mm-hmm. Was this... This was after my 30th, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, it yes. was. Yes, it yeah, was. it was right. post-Bali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, we was were both- that only three or four years ago? Four years ago. My God. I know. I'm not finished telling this story, girl. I'm I am going to get okay, to cracking your back. So, <sighs> Joe's complaining. My back's sore, blah, blah, blah. I was like, it's fine, girl. I'll roll you over me. I'll crack <laughs> your back for you. So, I get Joe on his hands and knees cross-legged and I'm like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to come around you from behind. I'm going to mm-hmm. grab you really tight around the chest and I'm just going to roll you back over the top of me. And as I roll her over the top of me, she does this guttural ooze of like a four-day-old <laughs> junk food fart. And it ripples through me like an earthquake. I just remember feeling it in my soul, this fart. And it was so loud. <laughs> and I just remember us both realising what had happened. 
<laughs> and rolling the around way. on the floor, and you're smacking the floor like you're on the floor, <laughs> smacking the floor, cry laughing. Chris is <laughs> in the corner of the room like a little mole, sort of like looking over her glasses, being like, what was that noise? Mm. Oh. I mean, uh, what I will say in response to this uh, defamatory story is that there are some moments in life that you cannot run from, that you, everyone is present, everyone the room is quiet, yep. everyone hears it, and I think you, in those moments, you can waste time being mortified in a human bodily function, or you can embrace that moment as a moment of um, womanhood, and really just embrace it. And so the my response was to... thing about that moment, to, though, is that we... Both of our backs were still killing us. We were both still crippled, both doubled over with a hunchback, but we felt so much better because we had cry laughed. And then we sat in dead silence for two hours. Yeah, but what is your funniest memory of me then? Oh, that's a really good question. Because we've had some laughs, love. Yeah, we have. We have. Well, I think my funniest <laughs> moment of uh, with you was when we were we did the first tour together. I can't believe that. Just all these memories just came back of Melbourne Flower Show. Yeah, Melbourne, putting yeah, together yeah, like so a ten by ten meter display in a van over two days with a mobile phone. So what I get to kind of actually love about this experience is we, so in the first tour that we did, right? <laughs> yeah. We did Perth first, and we were in Perth for a while. Did yeah. like a big show and workshop and all the rest. Of it. it was great, and really we were just getting to know. That was the first time we'd ever met. No, yeah. hang on. Had we'd we met, met in Singapore, life before? But we hadn't, we hadn't Singapore. spent time together before. No, yeah. no, no. In Singapore, I think it was like we'd seen each other like a drinks or something. Like that yeah. was it. So. Drinks and dinner. Um, that was it. it was all very polite still. It was. Yeah, you're right. It was. Yeah, I remember that. So Perth was great. Hit it off really, really well. But I think our sisterly bond really formed when we were in Melbourne. Like that was when it mm-hmm. kind of was like, oh, like they these women are sisters. Yeah. Um, And so we were doing the, the show. And what I kind of love about you is you can you're so much more like uh, i guess you sagittarian (laughs) sagittarian like you can just roll with things and you don't let things stress you whereas like i like to plan and plan and plan and plan and what i love about this is it was like you were like oh when we do melbourne we're gonna do the melbourne flower and garden show i've ordered a frame and i've ordered a cart and um we'll figure it out when we get there and i was like okay now i really had no idea how big the melbourne flower and garden show was (laughs) i had no real concept that this was like the premier horticultural show you know in uh, in Australia, okay, in the yeah. Southern Hemisphere, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like, okay. So when we got there and we see the space, I was like, this space is fucking massive. Massive. And w- massive. <laughs> and we need a plan. So we came up with this really camp, like, hokidama, like, fragrance and bottle thing. Coke. And... The Coca-Cola <laughs> Love it. And it was over those two days, driving around in a van with you, like, thrashing out an idea, you know, driving through the hills to, like, that camellia farm, camellia getting all the plans. Farm. And, like, step by step, I remember we were just using your phone and my phone being like, oh, should we get some signage done? Let's Google. Oh, there's this place nearby. Yeah. Oh, oh should we get this? Today. Let's pick it up on the way back. Uh, 10,000%. Mm-hmm. But that was one of my favourite memories of you. Yeah. And I remember when we got to the show to like start putting it all together you know it all gets mucked up we do all the kokodama it's all looking great um and i remember like the floor of the like the booth was like it had like a plastic on it i think like a blue plastic or a black plastic or something yeah yeah yeah. and everything we did was like white and green and really really light and we kind of hadn't really factored in like the flooring we were like oh like what are we gonna do and i remember saying to you like i think the cheapest way and it was a big space like what was that maybe like like i don't know square meters maybe yeah she was big she was like a big area so i was like oh god like how are we gonna cover this and i remember talking to you about like different options and what could we do and we came up with like bark chippings or yeah, soil mulch, or something like, like what, yeah, yeah 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 mulch we were like or like that's probably going to be the cheapest thing I can think yeah. of like 10 bucks the bag space. let's go and get 30 bags of it love yeah exactly split it open put it mm-hmm. over the floor it works mm-hmm. with the planted thing we're doing you were working out the cost you were like that's going to be like 30 bags like uh-huh. and I remember being like well like I don't know I couldn't think of anything else you know I don't think either of us could come up with like an, an alternative um, and I remember you just turning around looking me dead in the eyes and being like well, I've spent more on drugs that haven't worked. 
dead in the eye, dead in the eye. And I just remember being like, she's funny. She's funny. I remember probably like, you know, slapping the ground in humor at that moment. There was so many shenanigans around that. Like as we are like balls deep in trying to get happening and we're throwing Mm. these huge things of rope over this structure, trying to hang this fucking Kokodama, these bloody camellia (laughs) plants. And I'm thinking, and bloody Nikki's swanning over, you know, being like, oh, you, do you want to come over for a cup of tea? It's like, oh, we're kind of busy, love. We want to get this done. <laughs> I love that two days before we had arrived in Melbourne with zero plan. And a no, plan. no plan. No plan. No plan. No plan. No, you literally were like, I've got this white, like, gazebo-y, yeah. framey thing. You're like, I've and- ordered a gazebo and that's it. Yeah, and I literally was like, okay, because in my head, I had no idea of the scale of this thing. So I was like, yeah, sure. And I also, because I don't even just met you, I was like, well, he's not, he's, he's not stressed by this. So, you know, he obviously has an idea or he obviously know, thinks that this is going to be like really easy to do. And I remember walking into the, what's that hall called? Is it the Queen Victoria? Uh, the Royal Exhibition Hall. Yeah, the Royal, Royal Exhibition Hall. Yeah. I remember walking in there and seeing the size of like the displays and being like, this is an oh. amateur hour. This is massive. Yeah. She's big. Like, she's a and we were in a thing. prime position. Mm. I'm sure the organisers will be thrilled to know how much thought and care we put the into The reality that. is, though, we arrived in Melbourne two days before with $3,000. No idea what the f*** we were doing, except that we had a gazebo. Mm-hmm. And we still got mm-hmm. a silver medal, girl. We got a silver medal, I know. I mean, it was fantastic. That was one of my favourite experiences, I think, with you. That was, that was so funny. Cool. That was fun. That was lots mm-hmm. of fun. Another question for you. If you could steal anything, any one thing, what would it be? Steal? Mm. I would, I can think of half a dozen people on Instagram that I would steal their verification. Oh, I thought you were going to say one of my jokes. (laughs) (laughs) What's the joke? I missed it. (laughs) It was just a standalone. As in steal one of your jokes? No, girl. No, they're not funny. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah instagram verification i would like one of those i would too sis it's like Mm. who do i have to to get a blue tick i mean good (laughs) grief and my husband bangs on at me he's just like oh what is it about you wanting to be verified on instagram i'm like love it's recognition from a higher power you have spoken Mm. to jesus when you get Mm. verified on instagram it is like a Mm. higher power has said you get a blue tick you get a blue tick i am kind of like not that bothered about a blue tick but i would like one so if instagram mr instagram or mrs instagram Instagram, whoever it is that has the power over that, um, is a fan of this podcast, which let's be honest, they probably will be, you know, hit us up, hit us up with a blue tick. We'd love it. We'd love it. We'd We'd love it. it. What would you steal? Um, what would I steal if I could steal anything? Hmm. I wish that people listening right now could see your face because it's a vision. You look so perplexed, sis. Mm. You're all like, what would I steal? No, I don't. There's nothing that I can think of. What would I steal if I could have one thing? I'd love a TV show. That's not kind of stealing something, though. You know what I mean? That's kind of just like... Would you not steal? I would have, to be honest, for me, knowing you so well, I would have truly thought you would have stolen, like, a piece of art. Oh, really? Like the Mona Lisa or something? Something like that. Do you know what I mean? You would have stolen something from, like, Van Gogh or something, you know, like, something, a piece of really valuable art. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, maybe. Tell me, who would be your ideal celebrity best friend? Ooh. Apart from me. Apart from me. Now, that's a really good question. I really feel like I would get along like a house on fire with Cher. Ooh, really? Yeah, I do. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why, girl. I think it's because she's probably the same age as me visually. Mm-hmm. But. I just everything I know, like there's not one thing that I don't know about Cher. And oh, really? Uh, I didn't know you were such a fan. Love my all-time favorite song is "Walking in Memphis." No way. Oh, girl, I can't get enough. Nothing says the oh. drive home to my house like "Walking in Memphis." But <laughs> I really think that her and I would get on like a bloody house on fire. You know, I also think that even though he's gone now, I think Lee McQueen would have been fun to hang around. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, he would have thrown a hell of a party, I think. Mm-hmm. One that we'd probably still be at. Yeah, I mean, 10,000%. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Mine would be, who would do I think I would really have a good time with celebrity best friend? Um, I would say... I would say Kim Woodburn. <laughs> How clean is your house? I mean, uh, I'm a fan of using a little bit of lemon and some bicarb of soda on my shower. Yeah, Kim Woodburn, I think, would be my favorite celebrity friend. Would Not you send all- her flowers from Amy Bone? 10,000%. <laughs> You're awful. You're awful. I called Amy Bone, this woman, and I was just, like, not trying to... I didn't try to offend her. Do you literally want this in the podcast, or should I cut this? Absolutely. It has to be in the podcast, because... Okay, right. I (laughs) said this to Amy Bone. I was like, you remind me of that woman that that goes around with, like, the white glove and cleans the houses. And she was like, Kim Woodburn. I was like, yeah. And she was so deeply offended. And I was so shocked because I meant it in such a beautiful way that I was just like, it's a good thing. It was a good thing to me. And she was like, no. Okay. So this happened on Instagram live. Uh And I remember that I remember you telling me about this Mm -hmm. like a day or two later. And I remember really having to try and educate you that like being Kim Woodburn it's is not, not a, it is not a, it's not an, not it's good. not the height of celebrity or fashion or beauty or anything of that nature. I mean, it was hysterical to me that you actually said that on an Instagram live because I can just imagine this scenario. You're being like, you know who you remind me of? And she's uh-huh. thinking, Princess Diana. Yeah, she was. You know, like all of these other characters and you go, Kim Woodburn, the 80-year-old house cleaner. And I said it with <laughs> such love because I was like, I meant in the sense of like, Jesus. Sophisticated woman, you know, like she kind of has a similar visual. Obviously, Amy's much younger, but I was like, (laughs) I was. (laughs) I think this is mortifying, and I wouldn't be surprised if she's blocked you now. No, Um, I love her. I absolutely adore (laughs) watching her on Instagram, but I'll never refer to her as Kim Woodburn again. I'm. I don't have the words. I don't have the strength and I don't have the words. Have you ever had oh have you God. ever had a weird interaction with a celebrity? Um yes I have. So there is Are you gonna a- say the words because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard that. How many demonstrations and how many workshops did I live through hearing the word <laughs> Okay, so all I'm going to say is I'm going to keep names out of this, and I would appreciate if you do too. There is a really famous party planner who was doing a big celebrity wedding. Um, I know exactly where you're going. (laughs) You're killing me. I think we need to cut that bit. Oh, really? So I had a really awkward interaction. I was doing flower when we were doing um, flowers in a really big hotel here in Perth, and mm-hmm. myself and my assistant at the time we were in. We usually would always use the goods lifts as you do when you're in you know hotels, and we were actually using the guest lifts because we were going. We were on the high level floors, so the premium mm-hmm. floors that are, uh, you know, VIPs and high level things. And there was a lot of things happening in Perth at the time. There was lots of um, shows and celebrities and all, all that sort of stuff. And we were doing stacks and stacks of like things for these VIP major suites that are like twenty five grand a night. But everyone's in under an assumed name, so you don't mm-hmm. know who it's actually going to be. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I've got two stories. I just thought of another one. Um, so. <laughs> We're standing in this lift and the assistant that I'm talking about, you know her and she's very vocal, you know, and she's not, she's not particularly the most uh, refined of Bouvardia flowers. And no, but she, she has bags of personality. Yeah, bags, love bags, flower. love, all, all non-designer bags, but that, they were bags of personality. <laughs> if it's not Boohoo, we're not interested. We're not interested, love. If the heel is not falling off a Boohoo boot, it's not her. So it's, we're not wearing it. 
we're standing in this lift and this guy comes into the lift and we kind of both looked at each other and we're like, hmm. And I, of course, said to him, I was like, he said, oh, hi, how are you going? And I said, have I met you before? I was like, I, I know your face from somewhere, but I can't. I can't quite place where I know it from. And he's like, no, I don't think so. You know, I'm just staying here in the hotel. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. And then we went back to chatting and stuff like that. And he's just standing there awkwardly in the lift until we get to, you know, lower ground. And he flees the lift and disappears. Anyway, (laughs) this person I'm with is hyperventilating. And I was like, what is wrong? Do I need to get the EpiPen? Are you okay? Are we calling triple zero? And she was like, girl, that was Matt Damon. Off. And I was like, oh, yes, it was. Like, <laughs> and here I am standing in there being like, have I met you? You know, like, no. <laughs> do, I, <laughs> do I know you? That is so offensive. Okay. Um, have I met funny. you? And I was the one acting like I was the celebrity being like, oh, do you know me? Like, do you follow me on Instagram? Do you follow like, me on Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he doesn't. So, and then this <laughs> other situation. Have you heard about, um, you know, the actress Kate Walsh? Yes. She has been decamped in Perth during right. the pandemic, right? She has yeah. been here for over a year. So I, I hope I, the relevant visa. Yeah, well, I've, I've reported her a number of times, but she's still here. So, I, <laughs> I had an order that had been placed in my Claremont store. Now, Claremont is like the Knightsbridge of Perth, right? Like, it is... Okay. It is, mm-hmm. she's expensive. And this order had been placed in this name that I didn't recognise. Anyway, this bird comes in to the shop and she's like, oh, I'm here to pick up an order for such and such. I was like, oh, yeah. And then she presents with this American accent. She had her sunglasses on and she took her sunglasses off. We're having a good old chat. We're having a good old chinwag, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then as she leaves the shop, two of my staff look at me and they were like, well, f*** me. That's Kate Walsh. I said, who the f*** is Kate Walsh? <gasps> oh, my God. I Did you know who she no was? no idea who this woman was. So, I had to Google her and I was like, yeah, okay. She's been in some non-Emmy award-winning kind of shows. You know, like, she's just <laughs> she's just a civilian. She lives down the road. I was like, she was lovely. Um, mm-hmm. No, I didn't really say that. But I was just like, <laughs> I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't know who she was. I'd never watched the shows that she was in. Anyway, mm. so I then knew her assumed name. I was like, mm-hmm. Um, so then we kept getting these orders for her pseudo name come in and I would make uh-huh. sure that I was there every time. And we'd have a good old chin wag. Um, and she's at some point she'd say, oh, you can call me Kate. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks, Kate. It's nice to meet you, you know, blah, blah. And I was just like, so should I scrub out Janet and just put Kate on your order, darling? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Hello. Mm, okay, what has been your worst fashion or style faux pas? Oh, girl, you know me. I am a huge fan of something ill-fitting. Um you were there. You've experienced it with me, love. You let me in that Burberry store buy a poncho. You were I there for to it. You allowed you, it. Man. No, you I... allowed it. You embraced it. And you laughed as I parted with a thousand pounds for something I was never going to wear. And you knew full fucking well I was never going to wear. And it had I sat did. proudly in my wardrobe and never been worn. <laughs> I, to be fair, in my defense, I did say to you at the time, um, hang on a second, how many times does it rain a year in Perth? And you said to me, oh, 45 minutes. it doesn't. Yeah, once a year maybe. And I said, then wh- why do you need a poncho? But you were dead set. I remember we then went to the Dover Street Market and you were still looking at ponchos there. Balenciaga. Balenciaga, yeah, I know. Did you buy that? I'm sure you bought that. I bought it, but I didn't buy it then. So Mm. I bought it when I got home. I I Mm. had so many fashion faux pas, love. Like, I I am the queen of looking back on photos, being like, Jesus wept. I don't know a really awful funny story. So a couple of couple of years back, right? Um, I was I had to go to a funeral. I nearly said invited to a funeral, but that feels like the wrong word. Well, you invited. are kind of invited to a kind funeral. of yeah, yeah. I was I was invited to attend a funeral, and the dress code for the funeral was like bright colors, like colorful, yep, yep, cheerful, yep. bright colors. So I remember saying to my partner at the time, I was like, okay, so like I had gone on. This is pre-rich days. So I, I went on like ASOS and all the rest of it, pulled together an outfit and it was, it was in autumn. It was like a September-y 
kind of like oh was it september october november something like that so it was like rainy and cold and so we pulled together just, i just need to be able to put the full picture together were you currently the size of a two up two down at that stage I was, yes. I was yep. the size okay, of Okay, cool. I've got yep, the visual. Sure. Yep, yep, yep. Cool. Yep. So she was big back then. And I remember saying to myself, like, I pulled together this outfit. I went for colour because, you know, I, nothing that I had really fit me. So I was like, right, I'll go for colour, I'll go for colour. So I had a um, white trench coat, a orange t shirt. <laughs> Some Which like is gorgeous purple, with your skin shade, as you know, <laughs> purple slash aubergine kind of pants, and I bought some gold glittery shoes. Wow! Because I took it literally, like color is like color, like if they want people to be colorful. She and arrived l- as Liberace. She. <laughs> Luckily, it all came. I tried it all on. It was fine. I put it away. The day the funeral comes, I'm starting to get ready. And um, I wasn't living with my partner at the time. So we, I met, he came to mine, luckily, thank God, dressed in a navy blue suit with like a green or blue tie. And looked at me like I was a fucking circus clown. <laughs> I was like, what are you wearing? It's the gold glitter boot that's pushed me, sis. <laughs> I mean, we are, you've read too many Gregor books, love. You've read too many Gregor books, accent with metallics, love. Accent with metallics. <laughs> so I literally was like, yep, I'm ready to go. And he was horrified. He was like... This is a joke. And, he and I was like, no. Yeah. He was like, no, no. He was like, no, 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 no. So he, he, he really put the fear of God in me. Had I you changed. Cut the out of it at this point? Yes. Of course oh, I had. God. So I. Because I was ready to go. Like, so I changed on his advice. Thank God I took his advice because obviously we got there to the funeral and the guys were all in navy suits, grey suits, linen. Like, everyone was in suits. Everyone was in, like, yes, colour, but very subdued colour. As Liberace getting out of a black cap. (laughs) Dressed as Liberace. (laughs) So the vision would have been everyone would have had a carpool up. They would have turned around. And the first thing they would have seen step out of that Uber would have been a glittery gold shoe. (laughs) (laughs) A side-by-side white refrigerator with gold shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, all I can say is thank God I listened to him because I didn't always and um, changed my outfit. But, yeah, no, that was... Were you committed to it, though? Like, you were standing there being like, this is what I'm wearing. Because sometimes I take things very literally. So I was like, oh, it's like, it's colour. Colour, that's fine. I'm hitting all the boxes. And so when I was looking for a colourful shoe, I was like, yeah, gold glittery, that's what we'll do. But for Was it a me, Chelsea boot? Because I'm imagining like it a... Was! Ch- yeah, it was! Yeah, yeah, of course it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good uh, but like great. I But properly covered in glitter. Like not just gold, like glittered gold. I was like colourful, colourful, colourful. The opposite of black. And then, oh my God, just thank God. Because I, I would have died. I would have died. Hilarious, like... Yeah, I need to know, though, does. what have you done in the name of love, sis? Because, I mean, we all know that you are quite the traveller. That's rude. <laughs> when you travel, girl, you've got spare time. So I'm interested to hear where you're going to go with this. Uh, what are the strangest things I've done in the name of love? Mm. Um, nothing I want to put on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. She got rid of that coffee table. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so final question. (gasps) What makes you laugh the most? (sighs) To be honest, to be actually really honest, Mm -hmm. of all the people that I'm not connected with in real life, as in like in person all the time, you actually are probably one of the people that makes me laugh the most. Because sometimes, girl, I... Because of obviously our time difference, I will mm-hmm. wake up at like half past five in the morning and there is like <laughs> 300 new messages from Joseph Massey. And I'm like, oh, there, this is going to be good, whatever this is. <laughs> and I will open that and I will digest that for a few hours whilst you're still mm-hmm. sleeping. Mm-hmm. And it actually makes me audibly laugh. Like I have chortled <laughs> so many times 
over that we have sent each other. The thing is, uh, I think the beauty of us is as well, and the thing that you, the reason that you make me laugh is because we're not in each other's pockets all the time. Mm, yeah, Do you know what I mean. I, so it's always fresh. I always remember that thing that you said to me like ages ago because when we met, mm-hmm. I like, and I, I I say this to like anyone who like asks about our friendship or our you know uh, our relationship. I always say, well, the thing is, like, I've never met anyone who has such a similar story mm-hmm. as I do. Like, we both started out in the industry at the same age, doing yep. you know the similar competitions, like s- had similar passions and goals, and like we're just very similar people. I think we've had similar challenges and you know similar highs as well, and. And um, for me, it was always one of those things where I was kind of thinking to myself, like, you know, I've never met anyone who I connect with in that, in in such a similar kind of way. Um, And what I, like, you make me laugh the most, I think. I mean, I have some wonderful, wonderful friends I have a huge group with. Um, But yeah, no, I laugh a lot when we're we're talking about anything. The thing I I love the most as well is that we always have something to laugh about. Or someone. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. It's it's always the way, though. Like, I think there's some... It's always a real... I have to be honest, I think my life would be definitely less fun and less enjoyable if, you know, we weren't friends. So, I think... Oh, girl, don't make me cry. No, it is true. I am am a big believer in the fact that you do cross paths with people for a reason. And I am Mm -hmm. very grateful that we did cross paths because we... Some of the fondest memories I have are with you, you know, like some Mm -hmm. fun... Fun, funny times. You are the Aggie to my Kim Woodburn. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today. It was a no, hoot to chat to you. It was a hoot to chat to you as always, girl. I hope I hope our listeners have got to know us a little bit better. I mean, I think this is a really good opportunity to hear us not talk about anything to do with floristry. <laughs> Basically, we just scoured the internet for a list questions and we're like let's ask these to each other because honest to god the amount of boring questions out there i was like oh no these are dreadful so i I think we had a good time i hope other people did too Thank you so much for joining us today, guys, for this episode of Flowers After Hours. We have had an absolute hoot doing it, and I hope it's been doing it for you. It's been a hooty toot. Make sure you click subscribe down below and that you leave us a rating and review. That would mean the absolute world to us, and you do not want to miss an episode of Flowers After Hours. Help us on our way to becoming the next Floral Kardashians, and we'll see you on the next one. Yay!